This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 115 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I am your cold and chilly co-host, Dana. Yeah, we are recording this on Memorial Day, and both of us had to combat the weather, the fabulous Florida weather. And we lost. And yes, we lost the battle today, but... Before we get started, we would like to say it's Memorial Day. And that usually means a holiday weekend. Although you had to work. I did. Yes. But we hope uh, everybody else got to do a little celebrating and spending time, even if virtually, with family. And we're able to remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice. Absolutely. We were fortunate today. There were a lot of community events that gave us an opportunity to stop by um, at work yeah. and, and do some socially distanced uh, mm-hmm. remembrance. And That's good. I personally had to raise and lower our flag at the police station today to, oh. to half mast. So yeah. it was um, something I got to do right at sunrise. Yeah. today which was kind of a nice little personal moment for me if nothing else yeah so, so but yeah i aside from the the gravity of the day we also have horrible weather oh my goodness moving through here and and, um, I, and i don't really care what weather app i looked at they're all wrong it was all wrong all weekend long i thought it was going to be raining from start of the day to the end of the day and through the night all weekend long so i planned to get my run in this morning Mm -hmm. and i saw oh god it's gonna rain should i should i do it should i not do it I mean, you're texting me and I'm like, well, it's not raining at work now. I'd run out there and knock it out. I wasn't expecting you to to do everything that you did today. But just um, if you were going to do a 5K, I'm like, go do it now. Yeah, that's what you said. That's what you said. But we'll talk more about that in today's show. Yeah, we have a lot coming up, Um, you know, aside from. The fact that we have horrible weather here in Florida, <laughs> which is now going to be the new normal. Welcome for, to that's, summer. That's our new normal. Bad weather in the afternoon here in Florida. Oh, yeah. But um, this is uh, a, a summer training run uh, for us, and we have started our newest challenge that we talked a little bit about um, a couple of episodes ago. Yes. And we mentioned it a little bit last week, <laughs> but that is our uh, 30K 
gauntlet challenge. Yes. So we'll talk about that. And then coming up in the eat portion of our show, we have Death by Taco 239 is back, baby. They're at, at this time. This is, this is a very unique time. And at this time, we have a lot of places coming back to, in the state of Florida, to 50% capacity. And some places who couldn't stay open, reopen. And Death by Taco 239 is one of our favorite food trucks that actually reopened this past week. Yeah, this is a, a newer food truck here in the Southwest Florida food scene. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of got open and got their feet under them. And then mm. all of a sudden, all this stuff happened. Yeah. So, you know, they had to close down uh, mm-hmm. due to, you know, taking care of family and, right. and all that. So um, we are glad that they are back and we've got some awesome stuff to talk about from them. And while we were there, mm. our friend Tieran Farrell at Nice Guys Pizza. Yay, yay. They, they, uh, Death by Taco was parked out in front of Nice Guys. Uh, referred us to a beer. Yes. And we are featuring that beer on our show today. Uh, an offering by Sun King Brewery. Yes. The Pachanga, if I'm saying that right. I think so. Mexican lager. That we'll talk about in the drink portion of our show. All right. It's going to be a good show. Well, I, I almost think that we, we have two separate run segments here. You think? This week because uh, you really outclassed me in your run today. Let's say and that. you kind of almost no. knocked out your whole challenge today. You worked a whole 12-hour shift. I did. And then came home and ran. I ran a 5K. Plus, you helped a co-worker stay true to a workout regimen earlier today. I did. So And I've saved a turtle. You did not out uh, get outclassed in any way. Well I got out distanced. Yeah. Well maybe. <laughs> yes. But you had plenty on your plate today. True. So yeah. So we well we kind of have two run segments. Although I I really feel like I wanna talk about the bulk of my challenge Next week. Okay. When we earn the medal. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. But on the docket with America's coach, Jeff Galloway. Mm -hmm. Of course, Jeff Galloway. He said, Amy, take care of it this weekend. You got a a 13-mile training run as we ramp up the mileage for you. He did. On the path to a marathon. So 13 miles, and I was trying to time it around the weather to be able to have the greatest number of hours without massive heat, sun, humidity. Thunderstorms. And thunderstorms. And it just looked like it was not going to happen. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I thought, oh, my window is going to be today. Like between 2 and 4 a.m. on <laughs> Sunday morning heading into Monday. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> and and to, to clarify, for those that are newer to the show or who <laughs> haven't heard us talk about the, the weather, the rain down here in Florida. Oh, my goodness. It's a little bit different than a, what a lot of people get in other areas of the country. Our oh. rainy season here is usually very intense in the afternoon. You can almost set a clock by it mm-hmm. at about in uh, four in the afternoon. Yeah. And it usually rains for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. storms, and then it's yes, done. indeed. And, but the problem is that 
with our rain usually comes horrible lightning. And thunder and and just scares Well, thunder me. won't kill you. Well, the whole package scares the Light, crap out of yeah, me. Yeah, but lightning's what gets you. Yeah. And what a lot of people don't realize and is I'm here. I'm running in that. And f- no, no, no. <laughs> well, here in Florida, or at least in our area uh, of Florida, we don't, although I say this as people who've been hit by a, a F2 tornado. Yes. Those are so rare as to be like the unicorn of meteorology. The tornadoes. Yeah, but we get in a our area. ton of lightning here. Yeah, and lightning so much so strikes. We don't have uh, tornado warning sirens. Mm. We have lightning warning sirens mm. and apps that let you know when lightning is within two or three miles of the lightning stations. Mm-hmm. So it's lightning is a very big part of our life here in Florida. Very much so. And we want to stay as safe as possible. So we don't run. When it's th- there's thunderstorms out, we don't run. Right. Period. Right. So that's when people hear us talk about that, please don't think that we're being giant wusses. I mean, yeah, I really. am to a certain extent. I don't like running in the rain. Um, because Uh, chafing mm, before we did the show, I will hearken back to 2014 when we went out to California for our first race and it was, uh, the Tinkerbell, you took one for the team and, and did the, the girly themed Disney race. I did. So that we could try to get to the coast to coast challenge before they introduced the star Wars race, the light side, dark side, and you could, you know, take it and you're like yes or the avengers race you're like yes mm-hmm. comic books and superheroes That's me. yes so uh, in uh, in 2014 one of my last training runs for tinkerbell was done entirely in the rain 14 miles but not a thunderstorm but not a thunderstorm no thunder no lightning nothing right nice and safe just wet wet <laughs> yeah this one was i mean I went out and walked the dogs early in the morning, and when I came back in, it was like, yeah, any moment, it's going to just start pouring down. So I waited, I waited, I waited, and then there was a very brief window where you texted me Mm -hmm. and said, you know, that from like 7 to 8 this morning, and said, you know, get out, at least do a 5K. So I did a 5K. It was overcast. There was no... Thunder, no lightning, no rain. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to risk it. Here we go. I'm going to do another 5K. And I just kept it really close to the house so that if there was any dangerous weather that came our way, I could just pop right in the house. Good call. It doesn't make for fascinating scenery. No. Although I saw several bunnies today, which are just adorable little cottontail bunnies and just so cute. But, uh, and then I was like, oh, okay, it, it's not raining. Let me just get that third 5K in there. Mm-hmm. A- and then I was like, oh, gosh, that's 9.33 miles. I can I can get there. I can get to the half. I can get, let me just do another 5K. And in that final 5K plus, plus a mile to make 13, mm-hmm. rain, rain. And that's when you came home and you were to, uh, grab, a bite of lunch. to grab a bite of lunch and you were discovering the turtle. The little baby turtle that we saved today. Uh, we took the dogs for a walk. And <laughs> as I looked down, there's a little, um, we have canals in our city of Cape Coral, about 400 miles of navigable canals. And there's a freshwater system, a saltwater system. And we have these um, soft shell turtles that 
get rather large, but in our neighborhood, we mm-hmm. often get the babies because birds have swooped down to grab them and they drop them. Yeah. And they end up landing in your yard or on the on the street, and then sometimes they don't make it across the street. No. So this one was in the street, and the dogs were sniffing it and checking it out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. So I rescued him and took him back to the canal. Yay. And I have a picture of it that I'll post later. So cute. His name was Henry. <laughs> That's I just named him before we... For all two minutes we had him. For all two minutes we had him, and the dogs were curious about him. But I, I'll talk more about the the actual 5Ks in this training run, but I just, I was just all about getting it done. You're, you're wanting to get the total 13.1 done for Jeff. Yeah, getting the mileage done, not so much for speed. Not, not so much for speed because I just, his, I believe so strongly in his philosophy about it doesn't matter how slow you take the long one as long as you get the entire distance done that day. Right. So it, that was my goal and I achieved it. Very nice. So I'm very happy about that. And it was a very brief patch of rain in that last 5K. And it was almost like it was just making its way down our street. Like, it was coming in behind me, chasing me down the street. Oh, it absolutely was. <laughs> there was, a, I, when I left the house and it had stopped raining here, I got down to the end, the far end of our street, which is about a half mile, mm-hmm. and it was storming there. Mm. So, from that half mile distance, it went yeah. from, Overcast, but not raining too storming. It's weird when it comes behind and just passes you, passes right through your path. Mm -hmm. And then, so I was, I was basically wet for the last couple of miles, but it's, but it's all right. How uh, yours, your rain sounded way worse. Well, I, I thought to myself, well, you know, I, well, first of all, let me back up. Um, my coworker who I was helping out with his walks, his accountability buddy is back and back from vacation. But I went ahead and, or he went ahead and said, well, I'm going to do elliptical today because of the weather. And I said, well, while you're doing elliptical, I'll come on in with you guys and I'll just do some lifting. So I started uh, doing some weightlifting and That's I'm going to start adding back some, yeah. some weight training in addition to the running. Yeah. So... Uh, we're fortunate enough to have a gym at our work. So nice. nice. I was able to do that and did some very light uh, three sets of eight across a pretty wide variety of upper body uh, exercises, both pushers and pullers, yeah. just to kind of get everything back to moving like that and getting it used to it. And I'll start adding weight probably next week. And I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I feel like when you hold, you when, when you're running, you have to have good upper body strength certainly have to have core strength or to, to carry yourself because i've noticed when i have neglected that later stages of a half marathon i'll feel kind of tense and cramping in the shoulder and upper back area yep. yeah absolutely so, yeah so that during the day I, I bailed myself of my ability to get a quick workout in mm. And then when I got home, I said, well, let's have dinner. And we made some very nice uh, plant-based burgers. Yes. Celebrating our, you know, we don't, didn't, weren't able to grill out. So we kind of, you know, had our own version of grilling out. Yeah. And uh, 
So after dinner, I said, well, I'm going to go get my run in. So I thought I'd go knock out a 5K. And I started out pretty good. And I got through about uh, two miles before the rain hit. Oh, it sounded terrible. Well, it it cut loose. Yeah. It it didn't, um, it wasn't subtle and it didn't phase in. It just. Bam. Yeah, bam. And I'm like, well, I'm at mile two. I'm over a quarter mile away from the house. Either way, I'm going to get soaked. I'm going to be just as wet if I run home or if I just finish. So I just started took off and kept going. And uh, I was initially going to do for my entire run, five second run, 55 second walk. Oh, 555. My goal for this week is to do a 5k a day. Oh. And each day I'm going to up my interval. So today is a 555. Tomorrow's mm. a 1050. The next day is a 1545. Oh. The next day will be a 2040. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to go all the way till I get to a 30-30. Ooh. And I don't think you've talked about a 30-30 on the show. It's been a while since I've done one. Um, mm. So I've decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to see how that progression does during the week mm-hmm. with very little, if any, recovery time other than a night's sleep between runs. Mm. So that's kind of my, my experiment for the 5K challenge or the, the 30K challenge. Oh, well, speaking of the 30K challenge, you know, we just completed the gauntlet challenge, the 60K. Yes, that was a series of 10Ks mm-hmm. and the metal and the little, um, uh, I guess, Gems that you or Gems, stones, stones are little magnets that fit into this infinity gauntlet shaped metal. Yes. And you earn one stone for each 10K that you do. Well, the 5K yeah. or 30K challenge. We talked about uh, we talked about that on the back of it. It says I am inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And we actually talked to the people from Metal Chasers, Bill and Christina Craig, who are the the founders of that one who put together such a great metal ribbon and race bib yes finisher kind of deal and uh, uh, on episode 113 and we just couldn't help ourselves so we got on the wait list for this 30k because the metal is the Tony Stark version yeah of the I know it has a specific name uh, Come on, my comic book genius! <laughs> it has a specific name, right? It it does, but I, it's escaping me. Or oh my god! I'll, I'll remember it in a second. But it is the uh, oh. it is the red Iron Man version of the Infinity Gauntlet. I want to say that they call it the the not the Nano Gauntlet. The Nano Gauntlet. Yes. Is it the Nano Gauntlet? Yes, okay. Yes. Yeah. So um, this is. Very similar, except whereas the Infinity Gauntlets is, you know, one's left-handed, the other one's Mm right-handed. And this one, the metal is that red, very glossy red. um, Looks like Iron Man's fist. I mean, it's just super cool. A lot of attention to detail. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, everything that we said about the the original 60K challenge applies to this one. The heft of the metal... My favorite part of this one, should I say my favorite part or should we talk about that next week let's, when we finish? Let's save that for when we finish. Okay. And we'll probably do maybe a little reveal of, okay. of what this medal says on the back. Okay. Um, okay. Maybe in like an Instagram live or something because okay. it's super cool. I, I love it. 
I love it. I loved the first challenge. I loved Bill and Christina and what they do for the running community. So if you haven't checked out our interview with them on episode 113, you really should. They're great people. They are. And, you know, their company is giving runners an opportunity to to support charities, yes. to get some bling, to give themselves those extrinsic or external motivators to get out, get moving, Mm -hmm. stay moving, uh, especially when right now everybody is being urged to socially distance Mm -hmm. and not not congregate and all that. This, this is giving you some great opportunities to, to keep your edge, to Mm -hmm. train, to give you goals to achieve and get some awesome bling in the process. Yes. And this, this particular challenge also benefits the pinky square foundation. And you do have a link to this in the show notes. I do. So if people want to check out this or any of Mm -hmm. their other races. This medal was in very high demand, so much so that they had a waiting list and they emailed us as soon as it was online. And I believe they just I think you registered at like 10 o'clock at night, the minute we got the email. The minute we got the email, I registered. (laughs) And I think on their website, the last time I looked, it, it said they only had like six or seven spots left. Wow. Yeah. So they'll probably sell out of this one again and then mm-hmm. have another waiting list. Wouldn't be, wouldn't surprise I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And, and this is a great excuse. If you were a fan of Avengers Endgame and the, it, for us, it's kind of been the summer of the things that we geek out about. So it's, oh, been, yeah. it's been Disney, it's been Marvel, it's been Star Wars and a yes. lot of it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, we're just having as much fun as we can finding some of these virtual races mm-hmm. and, you know, we're telling you about these specific races, but the, these companies do other races. Oh so, yeah. You know, be, feel free to, you know, check out some other stuff, mm-hmm. but I'll have you know that even in the rain, and I got soaked. Um, literally, I yeah, literally. I I was running in a in a cotton canvas kilt and a race shirt, and my shoes are soaked. My kilt was soaked. That thing was probably eight pounds heavier when I peeled it off. But my times, um, yes. I figured I'd share this one. Um, I actually had a running 555s and i and i did mm. i did d- vary from that at the very end um oh. in the last probably the last uh, 0.3 miles or so oh. 3.5 miles i was running instead of a 555 i was running more of a uh 16 or 15 45 mm. just in that last bit because i was trying to get get it done get it done and get yep. out of the rain as yep. quickly as i could um but my time ended up being uh 45 35 so that i nice. averaged 14 minutes 39 seconds a mile so not too bad well done sir yeah not too bad for what was going to really be my kind of a my, whole lot faster than i went today well it was gonna be my entry level run for the challenge so that's kind of the bar I've set for myself. I have to try to beat that now. Mm, so we'll see. You will. And if I don't, no one's going to sweep me. That's the beauty of a virtual race. Uh, it is. So, but um, all that running does make you very, very hungry. We Indeed, as fortunately, we've said before. Fortunately, mm. have a great place that is back and available to Ugh. take care of our hunger and feed us when we are in need. And that is our friends at Death by Taco 239. Yes, we featured and talked about their food back on episode 106 when they had the guacamole. And we we talked about the unique take 
on tacos. Yeah, Skyler is a bit of a genius, and you know he and Jovana and Greg are doing some amazing stuff with street tacos. Love, and they're I going love it in such different directions. Mm-hmm. And and they're so they're so different than I know. We talked about. Um, the place in St. Augustine, Osprey Tacos. Mm-hmm. Back here, uh, flashing back to the last time we actually, flashing back to the last time we actually traveled. Right. And I just think they are both outstanding, but this is so unique. And I, I love that we have this locally. Oh, yeah. And I love that normally you can find them outside of Nice Guys Pizza every Monday when Nice Guys Pizza is normally not serving. But also you can find them in different places in the community as well. Under under normal circumstances, they were they partnered with Palace Pub and Wine Bar. Mm-hmm. And they were planning before all this hit to... to to be in several different places but for sure if you are local they are outside of nice guys pizza every monday yeah and they are starting to look for other locations Mm -hmm. to head to they know that a lot of a lot of breweries are kind of settling into regular taco or regular food trucks to to Mm -hmm. be there because they're trying to take care of their their partners, their taco sure. or their food truck. I keep calling them taco trucks. Their food truck partners. Because we love tacos. To, to give them a regular stable income. And mm-hmm. that's totally understandable. But yeah. they are back up and running. They're mm-hmm. going to be doing the nice guys thing. And they're going to be yeah. hitting additional locations throughout Southwest Florida very soon, especially as businesses begin to continue to reopen. And, and actually, they are going to be outside of nice guys on several occasions throughout the week. They're really good at posting on their Facebook and their Instagram, their weekly schedule, so you know if you get some bonus death by taco. Yes. During the week. And what they do is they say, hey, we're starting at 4 o'clock and we're going to go till we sell out. Yeah, on Mondays. Yeah, yeah, so they're not really giving you a closing time. Right. And this is the type of place that the sooner you get there, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have a... a pretty loyal following on social media yes people show up they bring their appetites and they are slinging tacos like you wouldn't believe and i think the last time we were there we saw several people from some local businesses just inputting massive orders for (laughs) take back to the office yeah we i had to drop my car off uh, for routine maintenance on Friday and we were heading back and I said, Hey, aim <laughs> death by tacos doing lunch. Let's go. Yay. And we headed over and basically nice guys doesn't open that time of day. Right. They do the talk. They did the taco truck like 11 to four and then they opened nice guys after that, like right. around five. Nice guys was doing the alcohol sales. Right. Which is awesome. Taco truck was doing the food. Mm. So, we grabbed a seat outside, and which was great. They had some some nice outdoor seating, mm-hmm. all properly socially distanced and mm-hmm. spaced out. And you know they were doing table service from the food truck, which was very wow. odd, but it was kind of cool. So yeah. you know we ended up grabbing you know some some beer from inside, some tacos from over there, and just hanging out and, and soaking up some sun. Oh, it was well. They also had some nice shaded seating. Yeah, as well for this hot Florida weather. We, 
they have traditional tacos and they have house tacos. And also, I think this is new on their menu since we talked about them. The kits? Yeah, the DIY taco kits. This is cater or, or really custom made for the grab and go feed your family, grab mm-hmm. and go feed your office. Yes. Yeah, because they feed four-ish people. They come with the protein, all the fixins, uh, sauces, and a pound of tortillas. And you could have a traditional kit, a chicken tinga, a Saigon, or a Szechuan kit. Those DIY, I think those are really, really great. And speaking of those flavors of tacos. Yeah, we had two of those. Mm. that were mentioned yeah and then we had a repeat of one that we've had in the past so i mean we waited so long well let's start with the one that we had we we both had we overlapped a little bit both of us got two orders of tacos yes and well i'm sorry we got three orders of tacos we each got an order of the rockefeller tacos and then we got an order of the szechuan and the saigon tacos and then Mm -hmm. we split those so uh, we each had one one szechuan and one saigon yeah so the Saigon, are we starting with the Saigon or the one we shared? Let's start with Rockefeller. Oh, the Rockefeller. We're starting with my favorite then. Oh my goodness. The Rockefeller, which is vegetarian. It is so strange that it's vegetarian. one of the best tacos on their menu ends up being the vegetarian option. Mm-hmm. Because you would think it's named Rockefeller. You would think, you know, it's actual oysters. Right. But it is, in fact, cornmeal fried oyster mushrooms, pickled sweet corn, pickled mustard seed, preserved lemon aioli, shallot, fennel, slaw, and cilantro. Let that soak in for a second. Mm. They take oyster mushrooms and they prepare them in a traditional method used to cook actual oysters they do the cornmeal frying i loved it the oyster mushrooms that they use you get this huge portion Mm. these mushrooms are dense they're meaty they are just flavorful Mm. they hold that batter really well that cornmeal batter yes i don't know how he does that what the secret is behind his magic, but that batter stays on those mushrooms. Oh, and cornmeal batter and huge gives you the certain crunch. There's a certain it's different from flour textural difference. Yeah, yeah. The, the grains of the cornmeal are larger, and mm-hmm. I think there there's a little individual crunch in those in the little grains themselves. Yeah, that is just unique. That's why I love it. If you're doing catfish there's only one way That's to prepare great. catfish yeah, i love That's it cornmeal battered catfish yeah. hush puppies same thing mm. you can't have a flower hush puppy mm. so so good cornmeal is the secret here and then these these really nice quality mushrooms and what i thought was great was they ran they, they had some oyster mushrooms they started the shift with yes they ran out uh-huh. and they got a fresh shipment in while we were there yeah so they were getting them right off the truck and putting them right in the batter and in the fryer yeah so yeah. everything was Making sure super fresh everything was clean prepared and ready to go so that they didn't lose any moment and they couldn't they didn't have to say 86 the Rockefeller and they don't overcook them you know if you if you overdo mushrooms they shrivel they give up all of their moisture and then they get too tough. wet yeah yeah and, and and they they 
fry them just enough mm. to get a cook on them. Yeah. But they still retain moisture and they have that meaty texture and that's just so good. It, I mean, so filling. And can I just, there are two pickled elements, the mustard seed and the sweet corn. I The sweet corn is the odd one for me. Like I the the sweet corn you expect to get just a a pop of sweetness from it. You know you're looking at this. This looks like uh, raw corn on the cob, where the or the corn that's been cut off of the cob. But they're they're putting it in a pickling brine, and you're getting this tart pop that's also sweet. That is just amazing, and the the must the pickled mustard seed. Mustard seed as a taco ingredient. Weird. It but it works. Totally it's works. It's unique. Yeah. It's it's a different crunch factor than say the the breading on the the cornmeal fry on the oyster mushrooms. It's it's like a but it it has there are so many layers of texture. This taco, oh. if it was put in a fancy taco holder at a white tablecloth restaurant, they would charge you 18 bucks for this plate of two tacos. And you got two tacos on corn tortillas for nine bucks. Yeah. And two is plenty. Oh, they're so filling. They're very, very large. So you're yeah. getting a good amount of food for your money here. Yeah. And I think if you just got that and you didn't get any other meat-filled tacos, you would be... So satisfied. You would. Absolutely. Yeah. But we were doing research for all of you. Mm. So we're taking one for the team here. Yeah. So we also got an order of the Saigon tacos and Uh an order of the Szechuan beef tacos. And the Saigon tacos were $8 and the Szechuan were 9 All right. For an order of two apiece. So the Saigon taco, this one is pork (sighs) confit topped with kimchi aioli. Pickled carrot and onion, cucumber, jalapeno, and cilantro. This, the pork confit, first of all, is so perfectly cooked. Uh, Confit is basically um, a a technique where you're poaching meat in fat. Mm. And they do such a good job of of doing that, that technique. That pork is so tender and juicy and you could tell like some bits of the pork maybe got out of the fat and were getting crisped under the broiler. So you have the different textures. So you have a little bit of crunch on just some of the ends of the pork. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't overly fatty either. No. You know? Not at all. I mean, it just had just the right amount of meatiness and fat. And uh, the kimchi aioli added a kick. That adds a little bit of heat and a little bit of tartness. Mm-hmm. Kimchi is, if you have, if you're not familiar with it, is um, the best way to describe it is a spicy um, Korean um, sauerkraut, like a sauerkraut it's, or a slaw. It's basically fermented cabbage and spices. Yeah. So that's the the friends of mine in high school. Her mom used to make it, mm. and she would actually make it kind of in like a traditional method and like put it in a jar and bury the jar. Ooh. Yeah. Partly probably because it smells as it's fermenting, but <laughs> you know, um, 
but this <sighs> is fantastic. I mean, the flavors that you're getting, the the again textures, the the, the freshness of the cucumber oh, and yeah. the jalapeno. So good. Yeah, and it's fresh jalapeno. It's not pickled. Right. So. And that makes all the difference, too. Because um, you already have the pickled vegetables. Pickled jalapeno is a totally different uh, food experience than a fresh. Mm. You know, you get, you get a crispness and a waxiness in the heat mm-hmm. from fresh. Yeah. And you get this tart, mushy, but um, heat kind of thing going from the pickled ones. Yeah, and I think they have their place in other dishes, but I'm glad that this one was not the pickled one. Agreed. To go with, because you already had the other pickled vegetables at play. Yeah. You know? So it was just a different layer of heat, a different layer of flavor, and but, a freshness. But was it overpoweringly hot to you? Mm-mm. No, no. Because it wasn't like a ton of jalapeno. It was like maybe two thin slices. And I think that they also did a pretty good job of deseeding them. So yeah. that they weren't trying to hammer you with, with the, heat. the heat. They were just trying to give you that the waxy pepper flavor. Right. So it was, ve- it was very good. Ve- a very balanced taco flavor. Yes. Meaty. Mm. Now, you said balanced for that one. Yeah. Let's talk about the Szechuan one for a second. Okay, so Szechuan beef was the third and final flavor we had from the truck. Slow-cooked Szechuan beef, smashed cucumber, sesame, chili crisp, cilantro. So I am a fan of beef. (laughs) I love steak, ground beef and tacos, just, yeah. So... I love beef flavor. Mm-hmm. I think now that the chili oil that they had on this taco is also served when they have guacamole over the top of that. And it's an amazing accompaniment to guacamole. To the guacamole. But I want to say it was a little bit too much of a punch in this for me. Yep, it's fine. That I was waiting so like, like she's getting quiet. What's she gonna say? Oh, she's saying the same thing I'm thinking. The Szechuan beef taco, great flavor. Oh yeah, very rich. It it yeah. This is the one I think that was crying out for a little hit of an acidic bite. Um, the smashed cucumber. It, it gives you a kind of a cooling thing, but mm-hmm. you've got so they again they don't they don't skimp on the meat filling. No, and I think that it was just kind of muted by all the meat in there. It needed something like maybe a squirt of lime or a, a, a pickled vegetable, additional vegetable. It, it needed some acid. Yeah, but, I, I mean, liked it. It it was great, but if I was heavy. Yeah, but I don't think I and like I couldn't finish two two of them. Oh no. I could not finish two of them because they are so rich. If I had my pick of of any tacos on this menu, I would go for the Rockefeller every time. Oh, absolutely. I love it. I would do the Rockefeller and then I would do the Saigon. Mm. And um, the Saigon is just great. Yeah. Now, they also have a chicken tinga on the menu, and that's a chipotle chicken with salsa verde, cotija cheese, and then they actually garnish it with a chicharron nice. um, and cilantro. So you get a little bit of a, a crisp uh, bite from the chicharron as, mm. a, as a garnish. Yeah. Now, we also started our meal with an order of nachos. They oh, we are, did. They are doing fresh cooked Not tortilla. nachos. We did or, queso. Sorry, queso with chips. We did queso. 
they they actually are fresh cooking, fresh frying the the tortilla, tortilla chips. chips. Their queso has burnt tomatillo and poblano oh. and beer and tagine spice. Oh. So a tagine spice, uh, best way to describe that is a little bit spicy, like a, a little bit lime, lemony. Kind of. Yeah, kind of like citrusy. a chili lime. Yeah. Sort of, sort of spice. Yeah. But what an amazing queso. That I don't they know have. what beer. They don't disclose what beer they used, but... Or maybe they vary it up from time to time, but I'm telling you. Oh, the queso. Oh, the queso. Just get it if you're local. Yeah, bring your appetite. Yeah. And here's the thing. You eat like a king. Like, we we got three orders of tacos. So you're talking $9.18, $26 there for three orders of tacos that Mm -hmm. we split. Yeah. And then an order of queso and chips for 7 bucks. So good. We were stuffed. Yeah. That was our meal for the day. I mean, we didn't, we could have stopped at probably the queso and the Rockefellers. Yeah. We, and we'd have been you know pleasantly I mean? full. Yeah. We, again, we were suffering for you. Research. Out there in the Runcation Nation. For everyone. So. Yeah. Because we want you to travel to this area when all when travel resumes when travel resumes we want to have a big meetup at mm-hmm. one or all of these places we've talked about in southwest florida yes. and then when we go to these other places and other parts of the country we mm-hmm. want to meet up with you there too yes so that is why we suffer through this delicious food at this awesome food truck and hey death by taco 239 welcome back yeah we're glad to have you back bravo but before we go on, we did want to talk a little bit about um, the sponsors for this week's show, and that's you guys. That is. That is patrons of the Runny Drink Podcast. We, we got to talking um, about a year ago about how we could bring members of the Runcation Nation kind of in uh, into the fold and bring them in closer and give them more access and more content and do some other cool stuff. And in what ways we could do that. And also we had people asking, how can we support you? You know, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have the digital tip jar, we have shirts and, and, and swag you can buy. Uh, but some people just wanted to say, you know what? Hey, you know, somebody has got to buy the coffee, you know, <laughs> so let, let me do that. And we got to keep you caffeinated on a regular basis. They see your coffee memes every day. <laughs> so they know that yeah. we drink a lot of coffee. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we started putting together a Patreon and lo and behold, before we even launched it, we got our first patron. So excited. Yes. So, you know, that was, was kind of the impetus for us to, to really uh, dive into that and say, okay, here's what we're going to do for patrons. So what we did was we came up with our patron program through both Patreon and for Podbean users. Yes. Both patron programs are identical. Yes, So it doesn't they are. matter which way you go, and you don't have to do both. Right. Um, you don't have to do any of them. Uh, <laughs> no. We're going to keep making the run the, the running drink podcast, but <laughs> we just want to give the members of the Runcation Nation an ability to to take part and kind of, you know, get some ownership in the show and help support it on an ongoing basis. Because several people at races that we have run have asked us, how can we support you on a consistent basis for all that you bring to us? So you can find out more and support the show at patreon.com slash runny drink podcast. 
And there are patronage levels from $2 to $10. So $2, $5, or $10 a month. Each level has its own special perks that go right along with it. Um, of course, the $10 level, those are our insiders. Mm. That's the level where you get all of the cool special content. Yes. And we've started posting some of that special content um, from cooking demos cooking to demos. special interviews. And we have some more really cool interviews coming up. Yes. And we also have some cool video content coming up from our uh, Zoom conferences with Paul Cottrell, who's yep. making the Infinity Chal- Gauntlet Challenge uh, cocktails. cocktails. Yes. And we have some other interviews coming up in the not-too-distant future. So you can check it out at patreon.com slash podcast or patron.podbean.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. And we thank all of you for supporting the Run Eat Drink Podcast. Now, while we were there getting our feet on, we did have to have something cold and wet to wash it down. Indeed. And, and that would be beer. And our friend Tieran Farrell, who <laughs> works at Nice Guys Pizza, who is a trained Cicerone. She is a certified beer server. Yes. Uh, she was, we were saying, hey, you know, it's like a million degrees out. We're going to have some awesome tacos. True. What do you recommend? And she said, we got a new one in. It's a new offering from a brewery we haven't had, either haven't had before or haven't had in a while, called Sun King Brewing. And it's called their Pachanga Mexican Lager. Sun King Brewery. Yes. We, uh, and I think that they are out of Indiana. I believe you're correct. And a Mexican Lager is a perfect hot weather beer, I think. Yeah. You know, they they tend to really, uh, a Mexican Lager tends to be light color, light body, Mm -hmm. moderate uh, light to moderate carbonation, and mm-hmm. the flavors tend to be what? More corn, more malt? Well, malt, grain, cereal, and lime are listed as the aroma on their website. And I meant in general, Cicerone in training. Oh. I mean, the, the, like when you start thinking of like Modelo Especial. Yeah, or, they're bready. Yeah, they're kind of, yeah. It doesn't, it's not like you get. Not a huge hop. Yeah, not like an IPA. Smack in the face. Not like an IPA, not like any kind of pale ale. It's not it's not biscuity flavors. It's it's not coffee, it's not toasted or burnt flavors. It's you it is just that initial bread-like flavor. And it's super light. Yeah. In terms of the body. And the ABV is super low at 4.2 with the bitterness super low as well at 24. Oh, IBU. yeah. So 24 IBU mm-hmm. is, is basically not bitter. I think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've seen things 60, 70, 80 IBU, no. And I'm sorry, we are talking specifically, I was talking generally about the, the style, the Mexican lager style. Oh, yes. But you're saying Pachanga itself is 4.2 and yes. 24 IBU? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But that is typical of a Mexican lager, a lower ABV right, and a lower bitterness on the IBU. And, and again, those are characteristics I think most people like for a hot weather beer. And we are... 
welcoming summer. <laughs> this is the unofficial welcome to summer today. It is. You know, we were welcomed by thunderstorms, not thunderstorms, but rainstorms and uh but we had a refreshing beer to toast the start of summer. Well, what did you think of it? I it it has a light body. It has medium carbonation, and I have there n- no real hop n- noticeable hop flavor at all. No, I didn't get any really, and I mean you said a couple of different things that I didn't get, but I got a light bar- body, medium carbonation, like a yeasty kind of nose. On their website, they say. That it's like malt, grain, cereal, lime. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any lime on the nose. I got like a very yeasty nose. Okay. So I don't know if they normally would serve this with a lime or... I, I don't know. But I didn't get that at all. Okay. Just having it, you know. Um, it, it, like a dough-like bready flavor is what I came away with. So Interesting. How did you feel about it? What did you... Well, from I, it. I'm looking at it, I, I thought that this had a light to medium golden yellow color. True enough. And it's in the artwork, so you can see that. Yeah, and, and it had a very slight haziness to it. It wasn't 100% uh, clear, like a like a, a clean clear. That is true. But it was transparent. It wasn't like a hazy IPA. Right. Um, I thought that it had moderate carbonation. Which I think moderate carbonation is perfect for drinkability. Um, mm-hmm. If it's if it's all, if it's a light carbonation, sometimes that comes off as flat, and it depends on the style of beer. Right. And a heavy carbonation is really hard to drink. Right. At least drink quickly or drink. You we, know. Ha- we had something recently that had like almost no carbonation, and it came across as wine almost. Yes, today. but that was one of those sours mm-hmm. that yeah. they were doing at eight foot. Yeah. Um, I said that this had a light and airy head that dissipated quickly after pour. Ah. Um, it had a faint yeast smell on the nose is what yeah. I said. Yeah, this this reminded me more of uncooked bread dough than a yeah. cooked loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. Um, the dominant flavor, <laughs> yeah, the dominant flavor is uncooked bread dough. Mm-hmm. That's what I get from it. Clean finish, ever so slight bitterness on the back of the tongue after swallow. But I I'll, I say here, nothing fancy. Very straightforward flavor profile. Would pair well with tacos and spicy oh, yeah. food. And sure. I also said this would be great for cookouts, poolside, and for hot weather, mowing the lawn. Which is yard what work. we are in the middle of right now. And I say a dough-like, bready flavor in a good way. Oh, yeah, yeah. That wasn't a complaint. It's not a complaint. It's not a negative kind of thing because I like the bready flavor of beer. And you get that in this Mexican-style lager. We get that in one of our favorites, Moosehead. Yes. That we like to have post-race, like at a Disney race Mm -hmm. or just in general. Which is also a light Canadian lager. Yeah. So it's very similar in terms of the final product, mm -hmm. ABB. IBU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But also, we've had similar characteristics in No Nombre from Fort Myers Brewing. Well, that is their Mexican, Mexican lager. lager. Yeah. So I see similar patterns across this style of beer. So I, 
I would definitely have it again. I'm glad that they are, what, a brewery in the north that is distributing down here. Yes. That's nice to see. That also means that this might have some wider availability for our listeners. Yeah. So if you're interested in maybe finding a great hot weather beer to check out, you may be able to find one at your local ABC or Total Mm -hmm. Wine. Yeah big box store or your local mom and pop Mm -hmm. uh, if they have a craft beer section. Right. Or, you know, if you want something like it, then you you could get like a Modelo Especial. That's going to be at at any of your your larger uh, grocery store chains, I think. Something similar. Yeah. Something in that vein. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can't go wrong there. Yeah. The, and there's the dog. I recommend it highly. So does the dog, apparently. No, the, um, the this beer provides a very light body, very drinkable character. It is a, a style that I've I've come to appreciate more over the last couple of years, um, and I think that it actually started with the light the lighter lagers. It started with Moosehead, and it did. Then, for me, we, it when did. we were running the um, California races, I think that's the first time we ever had a Modelo. That is so true. Did we not have it at Sabroso? At Sabroso. Nice. So that's kind of where we got introduced Memory. there. And then, you know, Fort Myers Brewing with No Nombre. Mm. And, and so we're starting to see, you know, we're starting yeah. to you know, see the style and go, oh, let me try that version of that one. So mm-hmm. um, again, I would get it again. Oh, I this would too. Was fantastic. Yeah, I didn't get any bitterness from it. I think that I, when I say bitterness, this was more of like the more of an uh, of an aftertaste at the back of my mouth. I know it's not like a hoppy type bitterness, so don't let that kind of dissuade you. Oh I, no, I really, I really There's, liked it. There is zero hop character to this uh, <laughs> on, on the front end at all. It, right? it really, this is more of a celebration of the grain than it is the hop. Yeah. So Agreed. Check it out. We will link to it in the show notes. Yes. And I love their can. Yeah. They have a picture of the, their artwork on their website. Their can has a, has a uh, pinata on it. Fun. <laughs> I like it. So very cool. Well, we have run, we have eaten, and we have had a tasty beverage in the drink portion of our show. Yes, we have. You know what? What? We have to end the show saying a very hearty welcome to a brand new insider of our Patreon program, Rob Nadow. Rob Rob brought you to tears. Yes. We got the notice that Rob signed up to become a patron and not only become a patron, but become an insider, which means he's pledged to $10 a month. So he gets access to all of the special content we're going to be putting out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea that we've got listeners out there that are liking what we're doing and they want to see more and they want to see the special stuff that we're doing is so touching. I just, when the alert came on the phone that Rob had become a patron of the show and not only a patron, a patron, but a $10 patron. So he gets the shout out on the show. His name up in lights on our website. His name up in lights at runeatdrink.net. And then a, a, a special thank you note 
and decal mm-hmm. to represent the runny drink podcast out there in California where he is or wherever he might or be wherever because he drives everywhere he posts the most amazing photos of his runs we are so in the Runcation nation facebook group which by the way if you are not a member shoot us a message yeah. and say hey i'd like to join the runcation nation facebook group it's a yes. private group um, we will let you in yeah and check out these these vistas that rob's running in he mm-hmm. was just in the desert southwest in utah i think oh. outside of moab yes how gorgeous it's like kind of looked, looked like he was running on the surface of mars and great temperatures too well I, low I, humidity I, well low humidity yes i think the great temperatures is all about time of day yeah I'm I'm sure. What I love about the stuff that he contributes is right right now all of us are hankering to travel somewhere and run a race. And Rob he he contributes those beautiful vistas so that we can live vicariously through him and we can't thank him enough for supporting our show. He says I love what you do and so I want to become an insider and I want to support you. And we just can't thank Rob enough for becoming an insider and for what he contributes to the Runcation Nation. Yeah, he's awesome. And if you love what you're hearing and you want to help us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing, you can become a patron and support the show. Don't forget, we have multiple patron levels from $2 to $10, each with their own special perks. Find out more and support the show at www.patreon.com slash runnydrinkpodcast. Or if you're a Podbean user, you can just go on over to patron.podbean.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Well, we want to thank you for coming along on the ride during this episode. We are so glad that we could join you uh, in the car, at home, as a part of your Memorial Day weekend. A special shout out also to Chris Darling. He shot me a message while I was on my run today. He's been catching up on episodes. Oh, yeah? And was very, uh, he's like, I'll, I'll let me know if you need any, any uh, to talk or anything about your uh, getting ready to run the Disney in 2021. Woo-hoo! I'm like, oh, thank Yay! you. Thank you so much. So we appreciate you listening. We appreciate your listener feedback and your support. And just thanks for hanging out with us during during an hour out of your week. We hope that we're able to brighten up your week for the hour that we've got you here. Yeah. We can't thank you enough for joining us. And we can't wait to join you next week when we recap this 30K challenge. And we talk about and reveal a little bit more about the medal and about the rest of the 5Ks that we're running, plus so much more. Some amazing food and drink as well. Yes. So tune in next week. But for now, I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. And we will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run Eat Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run Eat Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. 
visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.